So that is the transition from Coach Gary Broadhead to Ralph Malbro. We're going to talk some Saints football now. The host of the Saints Happy Hour podcast, one of several, but the main guy that's been uh, doing it since, geez, 2008. Most of you didn't even know what a podcast was back then. He is a columnist for WWLTV.com. He managed to, uh, through an elaborate coup, trick Twitter into giving him a blue check mark so he's been rubbing it in everyone's face that he's verified that being Mr. Ralph Malbro our guest right now good morning dude what's going on how's life it's been better it's got my kid the monkey bars at the park are undefeated man he fell off the monkey bar broke his elbow he's got he's got pins he, he got sucked up by the Saints injury apocalypse he's out he's out three to six Christmas season is in doubt uh Maybe he'll be ready for the playoffs. Yeah, I, I noticed that you you know you shouldn't talk about your son like you talk about Marcus Davenport. Then again, your 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 little AVI on your Twitter profile is your that's son's right. head on Marcus Davenport's body. Yeah, that's right. We we're, we're, the the podcast. Thankfully, it, it, we're, we're blessed. Like we have enough support. People people support the show. We hired a producer, Thomas. He's in Poland. He thought it would be funny to put my son's head on Marcus Davenport's body. I don't know if he deserves a raise or I should fire him, but uh, people seem to like it. So uh, I use it as my Twitter avatar now. I tell you what, man, I, I've turned – I'm not telling you this because you owe me anything. You don't. We've been friends a long time, and, and you guys have – you've put in so much work in that podcast. I've turned a few people onto the podcast. And the people that I've turned onto your podcast will text me sometimes and ask me, like, if certain things are real. Um <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, why don't you ask them? But the one that, like, I the one and and it, the, the the answer to the question is yes. Like, you guys are real, and these are real questions they ask, no matter how ridiculous they might seem. But the one thing that, like, some people don't believe me is they say, is 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 Thomas or Tomas? Is he actually this real guy, like, in another country? Like, is that? Or does he just have an accent, and is it just some fake? I'm like, look, I can't have a weird voice message from the foreign woman that said something about Jews. I don't know about any of that. I can tell you that Thomas is real. Like, I I have been a guest on your pod a few times. I've seen him. I've spoken to him. Like, he is 100% real, and yet some people just don't want to believe it. Well, that's the thing I love about our our, our podcast. It's, not, it's like when people start listening, it's like they enter the funhouse. They don't know what's real and what's not. But I promise you, Thomas is real. I pay him every month. He's tremendous. He's just a crazy Saints fan that started following the Saints after Katrina. And he listened to the show, and he started helping us. And he gave me this, like, 20-page 20, 20 PowerPoint of, like, I can help you with the podcast. You should hire me. And we were like, yeah, we should hire this guy from Poland to help us run the show. And he doesn't. He wakes up in the middle of the night once a week and runs the show for us. It's just tremendous. It really and, and, and it brings it to a different level. So fact or fiction, real or fake, I guess that's what we're going to try to figure out here uh, over the course of this 15-minute conversation about the New Orleans Saints. Ralph Malbro, our guest. So, the Saints the Saints snapped the longest losing streak of of the Sean Payton era. The Jets, I look, I'll be honest, Ralph. I I said this yesterday. I haven't seen the Jaguars play this year. I haven't. I mean, I've laughed at Urban Meyer's expense, but I didn't watch their game in London. 
I didn't watch them. I guess they're on Thursday night football at some point. I, I, if they're worse than the Jets, then they might be the worst. I don't know how they they. I mean, they beat the Titans, who beat the Saints. The Jets look so they the, bad. They beat the Bengals. They they the Bengals. they were so bad on Sunday that. And I look, I'll take it. I'm not saying that to take away from what the Saints did. Hell no. But whew, when I was watching their receivers drop passes, and you know Zach Wilson's accuracy was about as good as you know uh, Kevin Costner's British accent in Robin Hood. I mean, it was like. He was, and then when he'd finally happened, I mean, the difference is Costner didn't even try to have an accent, but like, even when Wilson would finally get somewhere just in the vicinity of receiver, they just drop it. So yeah, three and out, three and out on defense, it's all good. I mean, the Saints scored 17 points in the fourth quarter. It's not like they ran away with it, but, uh, but I read your column, you know, there's the objective side of me that, that, that said the Saints were going to go seven and 10 this year. And then there was the fan side of me that still bought a ticket in case they won a Super Bowl, a betting ticket, that is. You know, there's the fan in me that's like, hey, you know, make a run. There's seven teams in there in the playoffs. You know, you, know, you don't have to be great. And then there's the objective side of me that says, yeah, no, there, that's, it's, it's, it's not happening. I don't know which side you're going to speak to me now, Ralph, but I want you to, do, do those two things cross over for you? Like, or are they mixed? Oh, are they totally separate? How does your mindset make you write an article like the one you wrote this week for WWLTV.com? Well, here's the thing. Like, we look for, and I said this in the comments, like, we look forward to football season so much, Scott. Like, you know, like football drives everything sports-wise. Like, sports talk, the calm, everything. We look forward to it so all year, right? We count down the days, like 100 days till Saints football. So, like, I want the games in December to matter. So I'm not going to root for a mystery box of a draft pick that the Saints can pick in the top until they're mathematically eliminated. Like, I just – it's more fun to root for them to win. I understand their limitations, and that's why, that's why I was nervous going into this Jets team because I still – I was unsure I was the Saints on the Jets level. Like, are they so injured that they're, like, one of these three or four, like, worst teams in the NFL? And that really crossed my mind. And then they, they thumped the Jets. I mean, let's be real. They thumped the Jets. And, and the Jets are – I said it, you know, that's the thing. Like, are the Saints as bad as the, as the Jets? No, they are not. Thank God, because for my Saints fandom, I needed that affirmation that the Saints aren't as bad as the Jets. And you just saw it. Like, the Jets, they just quit. Like, they just, they just didn't give the full effort the four quarters. And the Saints, defense. the thing that I, I said going into the game, Scott, was if the Saints offense can't look competent against the Jets, they're not going to look competent the rest of the year. And people were like, you don't know. And I was like, dude, I watched five games of the Jets to just prepare for this game, like the 30-minute replay game you can watch. And I'm like, you people don't understand how bad the Jets are. I, like, yeah. they are bad. They have no talent. They're poorly coached. I was like, if the Saints can't get it cranked up against the Jets, it's not going to happen. And they did get it cranked up a little bit. And even the first half, like if Taysom doesn't have that weird, those two weird fumbles, they would have had more points. And, like, I'll give you an example. The, the Jets, the first drive where the Saints score field, it, it's like third and seven, and the Jets are running press man, and they blitz, and Taysom's like, oh, cool, I'll just run for the first down. I'm like, why are you doing that against Taysom Hill, Jets? Like, they're just so poorly coached. So it's hard to know. And by the way, Zach Wilson, you want a hot take, Scott? 
Taysom Hill is going to have a better quarterback career than Zach Wilson. I firmly believe that. Like the Jets, he's going to go. He's going to go on the pile of ruined Jets quarterbacks. The like BYU Marcus, quarterback Marcus comparison. Man. Ralph says Taysom will have the, and it's not like you're saying Taysom is, uh, you know, got some future in the uh, the passing Hall of Fame. God forbid. No. But I mean, listen, Scott. They 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 won and they kept it alive and they, they did everything they needed. I'll to take do. it. That was and great. Bye. I'll take it, man. Yeah, I bye. mean, Camara's Camara's touchdown run is just a reminder that, like, when he's healthy, there's just nothing like it. And yeah. I think in 2019, they never let him miss enough time to get fully healthy. Yeah, that's right. And and he came back, and I remember just the absurd awful takes I heard that I never agreed with uh, about, oh, he's he's hot-dogging it. Oh, he's just he's scared to get hurt. Oh, he's got a contract. I'm like, you, it's not like he's not playing, guys. Like, he's still catching the ball a ton. He's still getting all these touches. He's just not doing the things after the catch or after, you know, the run, you know, once he gets the ball in his hands that you're used to seeing because he couldn't cut and he couldn't do a lot of those things. He was playing hurt. Like, surprise, surprise. And early in the season – uh, he was playing well against, you know, Seattle and other teams. Mm-hmm. And it's like they could have brought him back early. And I, I heard before the, the 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 Dallas game from multiple people that I trust, like, he's not playing. Even though he's limited in practice, he's not playing this week. Sean Payton told him, we want you to be fully healthy for, like, a, a stretch run here at the end. We don't want to bring you back too soon. And that's that, that that's yeah. that's some discipline there on Payton's part because – I mean, good Lord. I mean, you saw the game on Thanksgiving. You see the parts that this, you know, this team has to work with, and you're like, I'm going to reserve just you. I'm going to use my discipline here. I'm not going to hit that button, breaking place of glass. I'm going to let you get healthy. And you saw it yesterday, a healthy Alvin Kamara in a Saints offense that is seriously lacking, you know, playmakers the difference that he makes. Because if the Saints – look, this is the Saints' offensive identity this year, guys. They're not going to get a brand-new shiny wide receiver, all right? They're dealing with the used car lot that they have. And so when you've got a Ferrari that has a good engine, you're going to drive that every single time. And that's what that's what Kamara is right now. He's a Ferrari in a car garage full of just old, beat-up pickups right now. Yeah, and the interesting thing was yesterday is, you know, when we always talk about – you know me, I'm not an X's and O's guy – but the thing with the, the Saints' philosophy has always been under Sean Payton. We play with tempo, we formation you to death, and we throw the ball all over the place. Yesterday, they still did it, but instead of formation you to death and throwing the ball all over, they formation the Jets to death and ran the ball. They had uh, James Carpenter. They had Ian Wolf. They were going, like, I wouldn't even call it a jumbo package. It was like super jumbo artillery package from World War II. And they were doing all these weird, crazy runs. And that's just Sean Payton just looking at him and being like, the Jets, I'm jamming this down their throat today. And we'll figure out next week, next week. And I just thought it was a really good game plan. I didn't get get cocky and say, I'm going to throw the ball over with Taysom. No, no, no. They know what they are. And listen, they need Kamara. Like that's the thing. Like they, you said it before. They need Kamara fully healthy. If he's not, if he gets injured with the soft tissue against Dallas, like it's done. Like they have no shot without Kamara these last, you know, five weeks. So they played him, and, and they look good. Um, the thing with the Saints is, if they pay some like yesterday, it's got, 
that's as good as he's going to be. That's that's like what you want out of him. I think the last four weeks is just don't turn the ball over. He almost did. Make a call. <laughs> and he almost did. And he almost did. Like Sean, Sean Payton had had um, dad life energy after the game. I felt it in my bones when he's just like, it's an adventure. Sometimes it takes. We'll keep working on it. It felt like he was he was me talking about my son trying to get him to wash his hands consistently. It's like. It's an adventure, and we're, we're working on it constantly. He had, he had dad life energy. I, I felt that after the game, Scott. Ralph Malbro, uh, I guess. Well, I, I think there's know. something – I think you could peel back another layer of that because relationship with Taysom feels like the the coach in the Little Leagues where the dad's coaching and his son's the best athlete and he's just playing him a quarterback, even though he might not be the best quarterback. Now, current, yeah. as currently as the Saints roster is constructed, I suppose he is. But you, you kind of get my drift here. It, no, the way he talks about him, the way he plays him – the argument can be – it reminds me a lot of that. Like if like if Connor was Taysom, that's just, you know, I mean, that that's exactly what Sean would be doing with him. He'd be like, all right, son. Like I don't know what ha- – I don't know how lousy the Netflix movie is going to be where Kevin James somehow plays Sean Payton. But I know that if it, if whatever whatever it was like when Sean was actually coaching his son's team, if you told me, oh, they just ran a Taysom Hill offense and Connor was the, the role of Taysom, I would fully believe that. Like you couldn't convince me otherwise. Yeah, and I mean – Listen, the, the philosophy of the Saints, like, it's a really hard uphill climb against Tampa. But, oh, by the way, Scott, I'm just going to say this. If the Saints beat Tampa on Sunday, it'll be four straight regular season wins against Brady. And, oh, by the way, it'll be with three different quarterbacks. It will be a top five Saints regular season win of all time. Like, it will be so ridiculous, and we will have so much fun laughing at Brady and saying Taysom Hill is his daddy, it will be so much fun. It would be amazing, uh, just as an aside note. But the thing that the Saints, man, Scott, if they just had one room temperature receiver, they could. I think they would have a really good shot to get to 9-8. and eight. But you look at their receivers, I mean, it's just, it's just so, so bad. I mean, this receiving group, it's like – it's, we've said it many times. I just I don't know. I don't know what you do with them because they can't get open. No, no. And I think you know maybe next year when Callaway's going up against the number four corner, uh, he'll get open more. But it's different. It's different right now with this team. That's the Saints' offense. The problem is the the Bucks' defense. Where are they vulnerable? The secondary. Where are the Saints not good yeah. passing the football. Where is Tampa Bay's defense really good run defense? How do the Saints want to win offensively? How can they win offensively yeah. running the football? Maybe that works against Carolina and in Atlanta. It, it 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 could work against Miami though. That's going to be an that's going to be a really tough game against Tampa Bay. You're just going to have to hope that your defense plays their best game of the season and and forces turnovers. And if you do, that wasn't enough against Buffalo, but you also had a JV offense. You have JV receivers, yeah. but when you have Kamara and you have Ingram and you have Armstead and maybe you get Ramchek back this week and you have Taysom who's beat up to hell and has a mallet finger and half a foot, but from a running standpoint, like you said, formation, 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 you just – I mean, you – it's not like you're going to be running the triple option. You're not going to be Georgia Tech or Georgia Southern or Navy, but whatever the NFL version of that is, you, that, that's what you're going to have to do against Tampa Bay. Hopefully catch them sleeping, complete a few passes you shouldn't otherwise, win the turnover battle. Yes, it will be hilarious if they beat Tampa, and we will celebrate, and I will drink, and I will toast to you and all the Saints fans 
Ralph, it's going to be awfully difficult from a matchup standpoint. This Saints offense against that Tampa defense, there's going to have to be some kooky stuff that happens Sunday night in Tampa. I'm all well, for it, but they're going to need they're going to need some help from the football gods a little bit Sunday night. I think. Anyway. Well, they're going, to, they're going to need maximum shenanigans, and that's that's where you really miss you miss Deontay Harris for a number of reasons, right? But one of the things is like if you have Deontay Harris in the game. He injects shenanigans into the games as far as kickoff returns and punch returns. And by the way, Tampa, they didn't really have an answer for him in the playoff game uh, against the Saints. So he's, he's just huge because their second, secondary, their secondary is bad, man. Richard Sherman, he's cooked. And, and like, like, the thing is, like, that first game, it seems so long ago, but, like, they kept, Saints had Kevin White catching passes. And, 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 like, that's Jesus right. That's <laughs> Simeon to White. Well, before Sunday, it was the last time they won a game. Uh, but yeah, it was like so, Simeon came in off the bench. He had a lead. They the defense was great. It was a it was a weird game on Halloween. It just I don't think. Look, Tampa they were on the right side of some calls Sunday. You know, Buffalo probably you know they're telling themselves in the game, and Tampa's. Tampa's better than some Saints fans want to give him credit for. I don't think they're the Super Bowl favorite either, right? But, like, shenanigans, like you said, and with no Harris, I don't know. Like, wh- wh- you got to create a score in some other element of the game. You have to figure it out. I'm If it's if it's a close game and they lose, it's one of those things, Ralph, where I tell myself I don't want to get emotionally invested. I'm going to get totally emotionally invested if it's close on Sunday. I just hope my heart doesn't get broken because a win over Tampa would make the rest of the season – more fun and you know if you beat Tampa twice it's just and, and it's with the the team you're putting out there like you said man it it's it's funny you can laugh about it it's funny and the thing with the Saints is and I believe this firmly I know Tampa beat them in the playoffs but Tom Brady didn't really beat them the Saints fell apart because they they didn't have you know Gary Cook fumbled. They didn't have Mike. Michael Thomas was injured Deontay Harris as I mentioned got hurt they didn't really have anybody to throw to Tampa sort of closed in on them slowly on defense. But like Bruce Arians, like I don't think he's that good a coach. Like Tampa's kind of sloppy. They play kind of loose, you know, and I just think the Saints, if they can get in there with a game plan and the thing with the Saints is as bad as their offense has been, like when they have Taysom, if they get first and goal, seventy five percent of the time they're punching that thing in. Like 'cause cause as crazy as it is, like Taysom power is but it's basically unstoppable. Inside, you know, inside the three. Um, so they just need to figure out a way to get it done. And the thing with Tampa too is Brady, for whatever reason, Scott, and I don't, I don't quite understand. Like the Saints, they just know how to defend him. They know how to defend what Tampa wants to do. And CD Deuce being back really helps the Saints. The frustrating thing with me with the Saints defense is. The pass rush, Scott, is really what's keeping them this defense from being like elite and great. They've invested so much in the pass rush. Marcus Davenport to Marcus two first and Peyton Turner. Cam Jordan, unfortunately, he didn't play yesterday, but he's kind of washed. Like the pass rush being almost non existent at times is really to me, that's the reason for the big plays. People blame the secondary and Lattimore, and that's part of it. But the the main part to me is the pass rush has just evaporated and you can't let a quarterback sit back there that long and that's really what's keeping this defense from being I think one of the good great units in the NFL in 2021 you gotta hope that Cam Jordan finally not playing a game has I don't know make him make him extra healthy and like (laughs) if he if he has his best game of the season Sunday and you got Davenport out there maybe 
maybe you you know that's that's it, right? You, you shake up, you disrupt Brady's timing, and uh, and and you hope to keep it close. And I'm hoping for a good game on Sunday night. Ralph Malbro has been our guest. You guys need to give him a follow on Twitter. It's at Saints Forecast. At Saints Forecast, yes, he is verified somehow. We don't know who he paid off, but he is. He's a uh, host to uh, my favorite Saints podcast, the Saints Happy Hour podcast. I, I I gave Dave credit last week, even though we all struggle listening to Dave, for the Jason David Kenny Stills question. I was just like, this is too this is just too brilliant not to ask. Uh, I think I, I I think I settled on like if Jason David was covering Kenny Stills, he'd be about five yards away from him, but Stills the ball would just sort of bounce off his helmet and right into Jason's David's hand. So I think he would actually come away with a pick in that I think, situation. I, I think it. I think it would. I think it would. The crazy thing about Kenny Stills is Sean Payton was literally like, "I've seen enough. You're gone." And then little Jordan Humphrey, Harris's like, suspension. Yeah, okay, we're bringing you back. Oh, I, yeah, I think you tweeted it. You're like, man, the, the pride pill that Peyton must have swallowed when that happened. Oof. Like, but here's the thing. Like, just like, get done with Kenny. Just play Aesop Winston. Play Kwan Baker. Like, it's okay. Just put the kids out there. Like, do they not know the playbook? Like, wh- why? Do they keep going back to Kenny? So, like, Kenny, Aesop Winston, like, I saw him yesterday. Like, he can't be worse than Kenny Stills. He cannot be. Unless he doesn't know the plays, I guess. Or doesn't know how to block or, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe we're not paying it. Maybe we're not watching enough film of Stills. But the thing is, (laughs) as much as the Saints want to run the ball, if he could block, he would have never been cut in the first place. That is Ralph Malbro. Again, follow him on Twitter at Saints Forecast. Follow the Saints Happy Hour podcast on Twitter at Saints Happy Hour. And if you're not listening, go check it out. It's fun. It's uh, it's all Saints and it's all shenanigans. Uh, is Ralph's favorite word of the day. Appreciate the time, my friend. Uh, if I don't talk to you before Christmas, Merry Christmas. Hope your son recovers soon. Make sure Santa gets to sign that cast of his. And uh, let's right. see what let's see let's see what unfolds on Sunday night in Tampa. I. I, I wouldn't say that I'm optimistic, but I am excited. I'm excited. I want this win so bad, Scott. If they're just going to win one more game, just let it be Sunday, please. I want it so bad. Well, uh, you know what? A win in Week 18 that could potentially keep an awful Falcons team out the playoffs—that'd be nice too. So, like, y- yeah. you still got you still got stuff to play for, Saints fans, and that's way better than where the Jets are right now. Trust me. That's right. Anything's better than the Jets. No question about it. That is Ralph Malbro. Ralph, appreciate it, my friend. All right, talk to you next time, Scott. All right, up next, we'll visit with Rage Cajun head basketball coach Bob Marlin, and then Jay Walker joins me in studio. Oh, snap. Wait, 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 Ralph, are you still there? Yeah. All right, wait, no. I, let, me, let me turn down the Beastie Boys. I've been asking everybody this today. Uh, what's your favorite Christmas movie of all time? Ooh, I would say it's Christmas. Like, I love Christmas Vacation is my favorite Christmas movie of all time. Uh, we watch it endlessly. The one that I hate, hate, hate is Love Actually, which my wife subjects me oh, to. It, con- it confuses me because I see Liam Neeson in it, and I'm like, when is he going to start beating people up? Right, right. And he never does. No, no, he's he just letting does. his kid, you know, go through, you know, security at, a, at, a, at an airport and, and put our, you know, yeah. safety. At, you, know, I mean, it, it, that, you know what? That movie hadn't aged well either. Like, I mean... Yeah. I don't know how women feel about how a lot of the American women are portrayed in that movie, um, but I don't know. I don't. Why yeah. is it still so? I, 
on one hand, I get why people like it. On the other hand, I, I don't. And I don't know why people just, still like every it. Every time but, I watch yeah. it, I'm just like, when is Liam Neeson going to threaten someone right. on a phone? When is he start gonna kick gonna start kicking some butt? That's right. He never does. Yeah, no, I'd rather watch does. Billy Bob Thornton and Bad Santa than Billy Bob Thornton as a sleazy American president uh, in in Love Actually. That's so, right. <laughs> all right, Ralph, appreciate it, man. I needed to ask you that. Right. I'll uh, we'll talk again soon. All right. All right, later. All right, Bob Marlins next. Then Jay Walker's The Great Scott Show on a Tuesday. Don't go anywhere. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports.